Hello there. Welcome. Uh, it's a new episode of the Saberland podcast, of all things. Uh, it's a new... It's a new beginning uh, for the show, um, unofficially, but uh, it's the first time I'm recording any sort of podcast in my my new apartment. I've moved since my last, since we were last here, uh, and uh, Sabres have done some things, uh, which will be a kind of can do some talking about. Um, we're still well in the midst of the off season, so I don't, you know, it's uh, who knows how long this will go. There's not really that much uh, to say, but uh, well, I, as I I think as I said whenever the, uh, last year, I I do kind of like the idea of this show being heavily uh, centric or having more episodes when they're actually not playing. Uh, though of course that's not the long term. That's not really the goal. Ideally, this season they're uh, if not good, at least fun or interesting, and somehow uh, can kind of keep can sustain a whole season of shows. Um, I also realized that no matter what, I can't... One thing I have to do is my favorite feature and perhaps only feature from this podcast I did last year was the was the, uh, the Slur to Bartfast Award for the best name of a drafted player. Uh, we Of course, we had the draft a few weeks ago. Sabres took Darlene, uh, which is cool. Um, so I'm going to... I'll do a little research. I have to weigh up the list, but I'm ready to choose uh, award the second annual Slur to Bart Fast Trophy. And I believe last year's winner was none other than the Sabres' own Uka Pekalukanen, which is the best name of all time. Um, close second was, if I remember correctly, Mackenzie Entwistle and uh, D'Artagnan Jolie um, and perhaps a few others, but... Um, no, so we're, yeah, so we're gonna. Uh, I'll I'll get into that. We'll talk a little bit about Sabers, some uh, some Broadway news. Uh, I saw a show. I always love comparing my ex- experiences of going to the theater to hockey, and uh, and just kind of what's going on. So um, at, with that, uh, here comes the that the famous uh, intro, and then I'll come right back. Bye bye. I'm just trying to look up real quick. What what number is this going to be? All right, this is going to be episode 29, and that's that's right. I called the last one. The last one was called "I Want to Believe," which I am proud of that title. Um, the unforgettable phrase from the pilot episode of X of the X Files, uttered by the inimitable uh, David Duchovny. And uh, this episode is going to be called, is called If I Loved You, which is the song from Carousel. Uh, I saw Carousel on Broadway a few weeks ago. Um, <clears throat> it's a great, uh, it's, the show was very good, um, very good performers. And uh, I, you know, I, th- I had seen it once or twice as a child, a boy, uh, 
didn't and the movie's not very good it's one of the probably one of the worst books of a musical ever um but phenomenal beyond phenomenal like performances of the leads the singing the dancing um the choreographer was a guy from the New York City Ballet uh so it's very um there are multiple ballet sequences um as there were in several of those kind of golden era Broadway shows um but the fi- the big the big kind of scene early in the first act is uh the two leads sing the song this duet called If I Loved You and uh it just it's it's each each one of them as uh well um as I believe uh that it was that Stephen Sondheim said of this scene uh that which he which I believe he called the best scene in the history of Broadway certainly it, it, for for him that probably was true or as of him kind of coming up uh but in the scene we see two people we watch them fall in love through this song but they're actually what they're singing is actually uh you know what it would be like if they were in love and if i loved you um and uh, uh you know it's 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 a very it's a beautiful melody it's a it's um but it's interesting to see uh I love the idea of a character singing. It's not even saying, you know, here, here's what I am feeling because, well, of course, that is what they are feeling. Um, but what they're actually, it's such, it's such sort of conditional, locked away, um, sort of locked away, but not really, but um, sort of just saying, you know, well, if I did love you, this is what it would be like. Um, I don't know how I know it, but I do. And uh, that's exactly where I am with the Sabres right now. I mean, you know, of course, I do love the Sabres, and I am going to follow them. Um, but this is really kind of where it's been for a long, where I've been for a while, actually. I just didn't have this song in my sort of uh, emotional vocabulary to um, say that. But that this feeling of, um, you know, no, I don't love you right now, Sabres. This is what I would say to them. But if I did, I know what it would be like. Um I know what it would be like to be a fan uh, of a team that is good because it has happened before. We have they have been good before, and um, we have seen that. But uh, it's so difficult to just sort of come out right and say, you know, well, I'm you know I I'm I'm all in for this year because of course they're not they're not going to be probably not great, uh, possibly bad, possibly very bad. Um, but I don't think they'll be as disappointing as this year. Although even that is something that I, as soon as I say that sort of alarm bells in my mind start going off of like, yeah, but that's what you said a year ago. And, uh, when I started this whole thing and, and look whatever, where it went. Um, but I do think, well, I hope that no matter how the season goes, I can keep this show going throughout the season just because if for nothing else, it is, it is fun to have a podcast, but, um, yeah, I just got sidetracked, and really, the Sabers. Even although I, I did kind of keep watching them mostly throughout the season. It's just so entirely forgettable, um, because there was just nothing. They weren't bad, and the funny th- and and yeah, well, they they were. There was nothing to root f- to get. To, there was nothing exciting almost ever. They had like maybe two good games all season that were fun. Although even now, I can't. I can't. Oh, there was one. I think they were in Edmonton. And they won like six, six or seven to, to one or two or something like that. And it was a good win, and they scored and played, you know, had some had some wins. But there, there are just so few likable players on the team last year. Um, even even guys that I did like, just sort of all just fell into this murky nothingness 
that um, was just like, why am I even watching? But um, I often would put the games on uh, just to have, you know, have something going because um, I just sort of can't, you know, what's the, <laughs> to, to further quote Carousel, what's the use of wondering if they're good or if they're bad? They're my team and I love them. Uh, I didn't even, I didn't think of that until just now, but whatever. Um, that's almost a better assessment of what it's like to be a Sabres fan, though, or any sports fan, but certainly one from Buffalo, Bills or Sabres. So anyway, um, I don't know. I just like the, I like the idea of, uh, but, well, the, for, for right now, for going into this season, uh, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in if I loved you phase, but overall, really, what's the use of wondering is like a perf, it's actually a song, um, even though, it, unfunnily enough, uh, in the show that sort of uh, comes after um, uh, we learn that the, the, the man has sort of hit his wife uh, or something. But yeah, he's hit her and, and she sings that. And it's, there's a lot more to it than I don't want to make this sound too clumsy because I'm, I'm aware of uh, it's not always the greatest moment or certainly not the best moment. And that is not the best moment in the American theater, whatever Sondheim may say. So anyway, um, all right, but uh, moving on from Broadway back to hockey, pure hockey. Um, you know, I don't talk enough about hockey as though it matters. Uh, like the way that um, the way that good hockey radio hosts do. I don't know what that means. Um, so yeah, so but uh, as far as the on ice team uh, that's going to be coming up in a couple months here, I think the f- opener is. October 4th, which is a little under three months from now. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to have to, I probably, the only time I will see the Sabres this year is probably going to be back in Buffalo. Uh, at least we'll try to go to one game uh, in December. Maybe I'll be able to see them here uh, in like Jersey or, or MSG um, against the Rangers. But the one time they come to play the Islanders, they're going to be back in stupid Nassau. They're not going to be in Barclays Center which, um, I mean, the Islanders are a mess, uh, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, it's having, uh, well, I'll get into the super team and the Tavares thing and thing in a moment. Cause I, I, I love that even though, well, we'll see. Um, but the, and then they're all apparently, yeah, they're saying, you know, Carlson might go to the lightning. Tavares is on the, an Islander, like, um, doesn't mean the Sabres won't be able to make the playoffs. Cause really there are three. Actually, being third in your new division is probably the best place to, to be. Because actually, or is that? I don't remember what the what the first round matchups are like. But I know that the the whole point is it's you're punished for being better within your division because of the stupid playoff format. Because that's the thing. It's like either let's just say the well, the Lightning and Maple Leafs, assuming that they finished one and two in the division, and they probably almost certainly will. Um, well, they probably will. Um, They'll play in the second round, and then one of them will be, will be gone, which uh, may not matter. But it also, it's you know, if there was a scenario where like they are, p- are possibly the top two teams in the league, um, which fa- very well may happen points wise, um, Tampa would actually be the top team. At Leafs, we'll see, because I don't know if they have any enough defense or real goaltending actually to, to keep it going. But um, certainly offensively, they're going to be amazing. Um, they are probably going to be like maybe a, a maybe a slightly a slightly worse defensive team than like the the President's Trophy Sabers. Um, oh, at least I don't picture them as quite quite so fast, but all but just uh, 
they're very skilled. Um, they're going to score a lot, and they'll probably be really good. Um, I'd figure that out, but the thing is, well, in the Tampa Bay, there's no way they can't win the cup if they get Eric Carlson. I mean, that's just beyond belief. However, the Sabres have their guy. I mean, the thing is, um, oh, yeah, so what I was going to say was like the way about how last season was so miserable, be, and it was so per- disappointing because we didn't, gear up mentally for a like a tank or a bad season or i don't even i mean they weren't quote tanking last year but you can accept as a fan being bad i mean if we had known somehow if there were a way to know like look guys we're just not there yet we're just not going to be that good now no no one could ever have said that or how i mean and they wouldn't even if they knew that um, they being like management um, but if there were a way to have known that before, if there had been a way to know that before the season, it wouldn't have been so disappointing. But it was just this black hole of misery. And e- the irony, though, is that unlike the year, like the McDavid year, um, even the first tank year, when there was, where, like, I mean, Ekblad was the top pick and Reinhardt was there and um, pretty weak top end of the draft, comparatively speaking. Um, but we were all in for tanking. We're like, you know what? It doesn't matter. We just got to get, we just got to bottom out and get those high picks which is a good way to rebuild a team. Um, but not the only way, but a good way. Um, but we didn't, and the irony is that this year, if we had bought in and went for it, um, it would have made complete, it would have made complete sense because, you know, for what, for all we know and what they say about Darlene is that he's just as good as McDavid uh, as a prospect. So there's really like no reason. Uh, well, it did, but but we didn't look at it like that at all, um, and didn't even really pay attention. Is no one cared, uh, so it didn't become like the narrative. Um, but then we got him, which is the great other crazy thing. So like, um, and uh, dare I say, um, having a, a puck moving defenseman um, like that with a pretty good forward in Eichel is like arguably better i mean eric carlson single-handedly took the senators to the finals a couple years ago and the senators obviously were a horrible team um but one one amazing puck mover um plus some talented forward might alone be better than like might be when when they when he's reached his prime which is not going to be next year than like a handful of of centers uh, even though um you need that top end the, the forwards um you know you need like Ideally, like a couple really good centers and then a, at least one very good puck mover. That's what Pittsburgh basically had. Um, and and Chicago did event before, even though I don't like Chicago. Um, you know, you just need... But I think that, that def, the, a defenseman who, if he can play, if he's going to play like 20-plus minutes and can skate forever um, and make stuff happen, then like they're just... It's, they're, they're, it's, that alone will make the Sabres very good, potentially someday um because you just got a guy who can always you're, you're guaranteed i mean a defenseman in, in some ways is guaranteed puck possession just by virtue of a goalie can can stop it and hand it to him and if the guy's good at breaking out of the zone then you've already then you've got an offensive chance which uh man it's been a long time since they've had that you can basically do a handoff it's like a running back you can do a handoff to a defenseman and let him wind up and skate um and then he can, and then he can pass. Then he becomes the quarterback. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. When I'm, I don't want to get too football in this, but um, 
so I think that you know the 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 potential seeds of of what might be a fun team. Um, well, they might even be fun to watch this year, even if they're not good uh, or good, you know, yet or become or only become good, you know, midway through or something. That that's possible, um, and that would be that would be fun. At least if that's something to follow and and enjoy, um, that would be a good season. And and and, and probably that's like the, to, as of right now. If I loved this, if I loved the Sabers, that would be the best possible season that I can imagine. Um, you know, I'm a fan, I'm in favor of these, these moves that sort of wiped out the Tim Murray legacy, getting rid of, uh, Murray, uh, getting rid of O'Reilly and Leonard and, and Kane. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know who said it, but I've he- I feel like I've heard multiple times former hockey players will say things like, like a hockey team tends to take on the personality of its goalie. And Leonard to me seems like I don't. I mean, I don't. Nec- I don't know, and I certainly doesn't. I don't want to say he's got a, had a bad personality, but he seemed like he dwelt on mistakes, um, and seemed negative and and not and and sort of uh, abrasive in a non potentially in a non constructive way. I could see him not coming across very well or being a great communicator. And O'Reilly, all he ever would say in the public was, you know, well, I got to be better and. Uh, I'm not good enough and blah, blah, blah. And nothing, I mean, there's nothing wrong with honest appraisals and saying, you know, I didn't have it tonight or I wasn't good enough. But at the same time, but that wasn't even, that wasn't even what he was saying. He was just constantly sort of, um, you know, uh, um, just beating himself up. It's negative, const- like constantly negative. There's nothing, I mean, it's one thing to say, yeah, I had a bad game, but I'll bounce back and, you know, or whatever, I'll, or I'll try to be better next time. But it, it, it wasn't like he wasn't seemed to be coming at it from a place of like, you know, I'm fundamentally, I'm a good player. I just had a bad game. O'Reilly was like, I, I, I myself am not good enough at anything right now. And I need to be better. Like just, I don't, it's not a great, not a very inspiring leadership. Um, And so if, you know, it seems like at least if, if Leonard, from from the back is is the sort of voice of negativity and O'Reilly's not helping at all and I just could see that being those being big reasons why uh you know the locker room was was pretty bad and morale was pretty low and from what we've what has been said publicly that you know the team didn't really clearly wasn't good and didn't seem to get along and those are the those are the major guys they got rid of O'Reilly and O'Lenner and then Kane before it and uh you know, and the ones they brought in, I don't. It's not like Berglund or um, Sabatka or or this Thompson guy. Well, you know, none of them are currently better hockey players, pure hockey players on the ice than than O'Reilly. Um, but if they're better people in the room, maybe that maybe that it makes everyone a little bit better, or you know, get along or play better or buy into the system better. Or, you know, and certainly Linus Olmark is is just sort of like is a very, I mean, I, I, he's very likable. I mean, I've all, I've, I think I happen to have seen him twice now just because I know there was a year, a couple, two years ago, the Sabres played here in Brooklyn twice and I went to both and he, for whatever reason, Allmark started both and I think they won both games. Um, I definitely seen him a couple times for very, for whatever reason he was filling in and um, whatever. So I've always just sort of, I think that was the first time I saw him. Well, first time I saw him in person, might have even been his first start. Anyway, um, I just liked him because he played fairly well when I saw him and then hearing interviews with him, he's funny. Um, just a, you know, 
a positive guy. And then I listened to the interview with this Hutton who they signed and um, seems very professional, uh, mature guy, aware of kind of why he's being brought in and what he could do. Um, just seems like it's they they've just in hearing these people talk, they have at least Sabres, I think, have begun to create a better atmosphere. Now, again, that doesn't, we'll see what that does, but, um, you know, if it's, it might be, there might be a way to let them, uh, I don't know, become better, some sort of better team. So that's kind of, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, you know, how am I, what's, uh, it's a good 20 minute, uh, talk there. Um, so, um, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, I'm gonna, I don't even know what else I want to say at the moment. I just have, because uh, what else is there, really? But, um, so, all right, well, I'm gonna, I guess, I'm gonna just, I haven't, okay, yeah, I haven't really done a ton of research, but I'm just gonna go through the rounds, round one, and I'll I'll pick a winner. Uh, this is gonna be the, this is the official presentation of the second annual Slard Bart Fast. Um, round one, um, uh, Joel Farabee is just a funny name to me. Um, Dominic Bach is pretty good, uh, but not a winner there. Bodie Wild is just solid. Um, oh, I know. Well, okay. So I, I actually, I already know who's going to win because I, I do, I did look at some of these before. Um, but, uh, I just don't know where he is. Uh, Jack McBain, see, Jack McBain is just, that's just an all-American name. Uh, Jacob Ragnarsson, Tosker Basque, Semyon, Semyon Duragochinsev is just, is, is good. Sampo Ranta, I like that. Bulat Shafagulin, that's, that's strong contender. Riley Stotts, uh... Yeah, Semyon. Oh wait, sorry. Bulat Shefagulin is definitely that's one of the my the better names I've ever heard. Um, man, where are these guys? I'll, and I, uh, Dimitrios. I don't have a good Greek name. Um, Jackson Perbix. That's pretty good. Uh, but not a winner. Miska Kukinen. Savers took him. Angus Crookshank is just is like a Dickens character um and so is wyatt wiley now he's not a dickens character but he is also something um oh here all right so here's the so the second best name uh is uh the pick of the islanders in the fifth round uh out of from the saginaw spirit of the ohl blade jenkins um blade jenkins is just like Blade Jenkins is like a is like a cyber criminal in um in like a like an eighties like yeah like just like an eighties cartoon um and he's chased by the name so I also in the the character the person who is gonna win the best name the the actual Get Slard of Art Fest trophy is um is like the name of the cop that is is chasing after Blade Jenkins um. But I'll get back to him. Man, yeah, round round five is really where they where it gets good. So we got Blade, uh, we got Angus Crookshank. Angus Crookshank is just like from Scotland Yard. He comes over in one crossover episode. Um, the Angus Crookshank was the name of the same cop in the BBC version. 
uh, when it took place in like, uh, <laughs> yeah, in like Hull. And then now it's now we're in, um, I don't know, we're in like uh, Bend, Oregon, and uh, and Blade Jenkins. Even though I already said, yeah, no, Blade Jenkins would be an LA cop, but um, okay, Hugh McGing, McGing, that's great. Uh, Michael Hakarainen, uh, these are great. Uh, Igor Sharang Sharangovich, Roman Derny, these are yeah. Um, Damien Giroux is just like a, yeah, he's like <laughs> like a like a, cla- a crazed clothing designer who gets killed in uh, one of the multi-episode arcs of season two. Uh, David Tendek, Victor Bratz. Oh, I thought it said Bratstorm, but it's Bratstrom. Uh, Dawson Bartow, Veni Vevelinen. Veni Vevelinen, that's, again, that's, I mean, it sounds almost like a joke, but uh, it's a very good one. Uh, Jared Moe, fa- fabulous name. Peter Dilaberator. William Wargacrew, that's another Sabres pick. Um, Otto Kiven Mackey. Fantastic. Um, uh, Dmitry Zevgarovny, Etu Pekila, Trey Fix Wolanski, Santu Kinunin, and that's it. Um, okay, so that the winner, the award goes to Jet Wu. Uh, Jet Wu is a cop. Uh, he's at, well, he was picked out of the Moose Jaw Warriors. He is a cyber cop in future LA. Uh, chasing Blade Jenkins with the help of his sidekick from Scotland Yard, Angus Crookshank, um, and yeah, that's and uh, so yeah, those are those those are the that's not only that's all that's not only the 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 awarding of the um, 2018 Slarda Bart Fast Trophy. It is also my elevator pitch. So, and uh, the name of this show is I don't know. Okay, I don't care. Um, well, that's uh, I don't know what else I got. Uh, I I just I just wanted to get back and do an episode. Um, also, I ha- my air conditioner is on, and I don't even know if that's audible. Uh, again, it's the first time I've done any recording in this new place, so might be, but we'll find out. And uh, anyway, um, I'll I'll be back throughout the summer a couple times. So thanks for listening, and uh, um. Yeah, uh, it's another Saberland.